This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today I get to talk to Trap Gambino. How you doing, brother? This is super heavyweight MMA fighter Trap Gambino. I'm blessed to be on your podcast. All right, yo, thank you for making some time. Uh, where you where you at right now? Uh, right now I'm in my hometown, Worcester, Ohio, man. Just visiting family over here and stuff before a reality TV show I can't really talk about. But uh, I'm over here temporarily just checking out the fam. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like whenever you get to go home and hang out with them? Oh, man. Uh, it depends. I guess uh, it depends on what type of weather it is over here. You know, Ohio's <laughs> crazy when it's when it's sunny out. Everybody over here is happy outside hanging out. And when it's wintertime, everybody just goes to work, stays inside and uh, drinks all day. And I'm not much of a drinker, so I don't have much to do out here other than work out. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, being in the, in the Houston area, so we're in Texas, it's 40 degrees out here and we Ooh, are I cold. used to live in Houston. Oh, yeah? What did you, you do over here? Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to, mean to interrupt you, brother. No, you, no, you're good. You're good. Um, it's just... Also, uh, out there, I used to... I used to uh, I used to race pit bulls and stuff with my wife in like 2009. Yeah, we, we spent a, a year out there um, and, you know, was dabbled in the, um, um, what is it, Humble County? Because they yeah. don't use the H or whatever. Yeah, Humble. And uh, over there in Galveston. Yeah, man. Um, Galveston had a lot of work in 2009 when the hurricane and, and everything went off. So, yeah, Texas was popping. We was down there for a couple of years. I like Texas. You know, at, at that point in your life, were you introduced to martial arts? I guess when did you find combat sports? Uh, you know, not really. I mean, I was a fan, but uh, it, it all started. So, I was it, I started off as a fan of pro wrestling, and my favorite wrestler was Brock Lesnar. And I heard that he was going to fight and real fighting. I was like, oh hell no! How is this going to go? <laughs> and I went over there and I seen it. And the first fight that I seen was Brock Lesnar and uh, Heath Herring. And I see him punched him in the face and he did that role. And ever since then, I was I was cooked on on UFC, man. And uh, then I had uh, my wife now, a girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. um, we just kept going on dates and watching UFC. And uh, eventually we both started training uh, jujitsu and boxing and all that. And we both started training MMA. And then uh, she went on to become a pro boxer uh, and MMA fighter and uh, grappler and all kinds of stuff. I went on to compete in some grappling matches and a couple boxing smokers, and now I'm an MMA fighter. So uh, it all just kind of came out of nowhere, man, in, in the span of 2009, I think, 2008, or no, 2008, I think it was, when Brock made his debut. That was your first introduction? I mean, whenever people saw that, yeah. what you were doing, were they surprised, like people back home? Um, You know what? They were just, they were happy because, I was, I was a real, real big guy. I was 465 pounds. I could say I was morbidly obese and, uh, they were just happy. I was moving, man. Like it, I was, it started like me posting videos of me just hitting the bag for like 30 seconds. And then the next week it was me hitting the bag for like 45 seconds and then a minute. And then, you know, and then, uh, I kind of got a lot of attention from that, uh, for good and bad. But, um, yeah, they were, at first they were just happy that I was, up and moving but when i i told them that i was actually gonna go into it i definitely had a lot of doubters especially being from a small town where nobody does anything yeah i mean how did it change your life oh man so <laughs> i don't even know i don't even know how to where to start other than so in 2014 I've been training for you know a couple of years but it was like all all self-taught stuff literally just 
in my in my home punching the bag wrestling my what we bought some mats on the on the on the ground i wrestled with my homies on the ground on the mats like we really didn't know what we was doing but i was getting in work and i was in a town where there really wasn't any work to get anywhere else other than my living room so one day i just said fuck it and i decided to pack everything up in my car and just drive out west with no I don't know why we did this, but we had like no insurance for our car. We had no, it, it didn't even like the heating and the air conditioning didn't even work. And we was at the lowest point of our lives where we just said, fuck it. And me and my wife, and I had a little kid with me at the time too. We just left to Las Vegas just to follow our dreams and see what happened. And uh, everything worked out for the best for us. And when we came out here, we slowly but surely started finding friends and started training over here and, started meeting people and uh, making connections and uh, why well, I said over here, over there. And um, yeah, Las Vegas became our home, our new home. And we realized that our old home wasn't really our home at all. Sometimes you got to leave to find your real home. And that's what we found in Las Vegas and in the MMA community. What drew you towards Las Vegas? Why, why choose there? Uh, fighting. Honestly, at the time I was still overweight. So I, it was fighting was far away from me. But my wife, uh, she's already had some competitions. She was really close to having some smokers. And then she had some surgeries. So, excuse me, after her uh, ACL surgeries, we were uh, going to move her out there so she could start training at these big time gyms. And uh, then it ended up just uh, she fought first out there and then she got pregnant right after she fought. So it was like it kind of put a damper on everything. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I guess it's on me now. We're out here. You know, we're not going to give up. I wanted to fight anyway. It's time for me to lose weight and fight. So she fought in 2000, I think, 17. Uh, yeah. And um, after that, she got pregnant. So it was all on me, man. And now it's still on me. Uh, I got her pregnant again. So, <laughs> yeah, it's on me, man. And, and I'm glad it's on me because I, I hate seeing my wife fight, to be honest. It's. I like being in there and being in control of my own situation. I don't like seeing my friends do it for me. Yeah, it seems like that would be stressful. You know, knowing there's nothing you can do, but you're watching and supporting. Um, how does your wife feel it, about it, you fighting? Um, she feels the same way I do about her. So, like, the other day, or the other day, the other month, I should say, I cornered my uh, close friend in, in Salt Lake City for his fight. And I just remember, like, a couple months before that, I had my MMA debut and I was so relaxed and chilled in there. And then he's about to get on stage and I'm like, man, I feel the total opposite fucking way or freaking way. I'm sorry. And um, I really I just I wanted to I wanted to run in there and fight for him. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it sucks being out of out of control of your situation. You mentioned finding, I guess, Las Vegas and the MMA community. And that feels like it's almost your real family. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, when I was when I was out here in uh, Ohio, my friends were just like, you know, guys who would come over to, to, you know, spar with me just so they could, you know, smoke a little stuff with me afterwards. And uh, in, in, in Vegas, you know, I got friends that are like, you know, police officers that are putting me through police academy workouts and, you know, UFC fighters. And it's just the level, the level of, um, the level of competition and the level of, uh, 
MMA training in, in Ohio from Vegas, especially small town Ohio where I'm from. There's nothing out here. So I'm out here for like a month right now, right? And I hit up the only jujitsu school out here and was like, hey, man, uh, I'm in I'm in town for a month. Can I come by and get some training, you know, open mats, whatever? This guy told me that they're so booked up that like they might hit me up in like a couple months and I, I could come through. And I'm like, man, it's not even worth it. That's that's crazy. So, yeah, there's literally nothing out here like that, man. And, and Vegas is a totally different world when it comes to MMA, when it comes to people, uh, everything dreams everything over here it's like nothing but dream killers i hate that i hate the like bag on ohio but ohio has a lot of this um you know a lot of this uh a lot of this negativity in ohio and i feel like a lot of us are are, are trying to change that like me and uh you know the jake pauls of the world we're, we're the we're the roses from the concrete man and uh, even though ohio has a lot of negativity of it and if there is some people that can come out of it and uh, it makes mother, it makes people strong. It makes uh, us all strong. So I'm Ohio tough, man. I love Ohio. So <laughs> I feel bad for talking so much trash about it right now. Do you feel any kind of burden or responsibility to go and help the next generation that's coming up and saying, like, hey, you can either start something or you don't have to stay here? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I have a lot of um, nephews in my family that look up to me. And a lot of cousins in my family that look up to me and uh, for better or for worse. And a lot of them, a lot of them say, you know, they want to, they want to be famous and stuff. And, you know, a, a lot of my family tells them like, you know, be more realistic, go get a job, do this and do that. And yeah. Get the job and have a security is cool and all that. But also following your dreams is the most important thing because uh, you know, being comfortable forever is, isn't as good as, you know, living your dreams even for just one moment, in my opinion. Growing up, what were your dreams? What did you want to do whenever you were younger? I wanted to be a rock and roll star and a pro wrestler. And uh, I feel like I'm kind of doing that right yeah. now with uh, music and MMA fighting. And, uh, you know, I dabble in the pro wrestling every now and then, uh, you know, if, if it pays good. But um, I wanted to be, I just wanted to be something, you know, I wanted to be entertaining. Yeah. So over here in, in, uh, Texas City in Lamarck, the area that we are in, there are a lot of wrestling promotions in Houston as well that we talk to, and these guys are out there putting it on the line, and they are absolutely 100% athletes. But mm -hmm. sometimes you talk about pay good, it's like you know $50, $75, $100 if you come from out of town. You know the pay is not that that well. Is that what you? Have yeah, seen? these guys, these guys deserve so much more pay. And uh, I was always a fan of pro wrestling. I've always respected pro wrestling, but it's a whole new thing when you get in there and you do pro wrestling at first i was just a judge for the lingerie fighting championship which is a pro wrestling league out in mm -hmm. las vegas and i became a veteran judge for them i you know i got pushed by a couple girls and stuff like that but i never took any bumps yeah you know i never did any moves off the top rope or anything like that and then one day i decided to go to big valley pro wrestling and see what that's all about. And we did a little show out there where I was a special guest. And I took a couple bumps and I, I did some training. They had me come out there and do some training so I wouldn't get hurt uh, before the show. And man, the training and the show, it just, I, I felt like I had like three concussions from that stuff, man. And I'm not used yeah. to just taking these bumps and your head's just slamming and these 
300 pound guys are picking you up and slamming you and pushing their shoulder into you. And it, pro wrestling is so much more brutal than mixed martial arts by far. It's much more dangerous by far. And um, I, you got to respect both for sure. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day and they were talking about the prime. Like, And the, the cool thing about wrestling is you see these guys that are wrestling later into their career and then they dabble back and forth in MMA at times. And it's just, they're 100% related and it's fun to be able to watch and talk to people like yourself who are living that. Yeah, man, it's a it's a crazy lifestyle, man. It really is. I never, I mean, I did think I was going to be doing this, but it, it is weird. Like when you're in like, a basement in Ohio, you know, with, you know, you're struggling to pay rent on that basement space <laughs> and you're watching, you know, a, a letterbox TV of, you know, these gyms and all these things that you want to do. And, and you're telling your friends like, Hey, I'm gonna go do this one day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there one day. And they're like, ah, oh, man, no, you ain't gonna be all that. And then uh, the next thing you know, you're there and you're working with these people that you watched on TV and you're working in these places that you wanted to be in your whole life. And then you realize like it really is possible, no matter how impossible it seems right now. That's just because you haven't took the steps to make it possible. And the more you do, the more you see that it's, it's closer to you and the closer it comes you still everybody else to tell you like it'll never be there no matter how close it is to you people will tell you it'll never be there because they can't fathom it because they've never taken them steps they've never taken that risk but people like me have and i know that it's possible for everybody in the world to make it there because i've done it and i've started from the very very bottom and i'm working my way to the very very top outside of of combat sports you know, you talked about about music and wanting to be a rock star and growing up. When did you get started with music? Oh, man, I've been into music my whole life. Uh, I've had fans since I was 12 years old. Uh, I was one of those MySpace musicians back in the day um, when you had like the globe picture on MySpace and you had like the dots of where your fans are. Yeah. My dots were all over all over the world. I had fans since I was 12 years old. And that's what a lot of people don't understand about me that I've been in somewhat of a light since I was, I was really young and, uh, you know, broke balling, uh, broke again. <laughs> I've been, I've been seen in, at the worst and at the best. And, uh, my music, my music has been there the whole time, man. Um, my music is, is what really started the whole, uh, you know, bringing fans to me in the first place and uh, getting recognition. And uh, it, it's funny because a lot of people now don't even know I do music. Yeah. Well, like whenever they find out, are they surprised or kind of put the dots together and say, hey, that makes sense or what? Um, some of them are surprised. But nowadays, I feel like every clout chaser or every, you know, every everybody wants to be a rapper nowadays. They don't understand that I do actual rap music that I actually, you know, try that I don't just you know, go out there. I'm not, I'm not one of those clout and chasing rappers. Like I do have talent behind my stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that surprises them sometimes. Yeah. Well, okay. You talked about the Paul brothers earlier and I know, you know, Jake Paul put a song out. He is about fighter pay. You know, how do you feel about everything that goes on with him, you know, being from Ohio as well? Um, I'm a big, so I don't know Jake Paul personally, 
Um, but I am a big fan of what he's doing. So I can't, I know everybody's talking trash about the guy. I don't know how they can talk trash about somebody they don't know. Um, I get the same thing every day, every day I get on my, you know, get comments. I'm delusional. I'm fat. I'm this and that. I, I weigh 500 pounds, you know, blah, 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 you know, just negative stuff about people you don't know. So I'm not going to say anything negative about, about Jake Paul other than, um, yeah, there's nothing negative to say, man. The dude is accomplishing so much right now, and especially for the MMA world and for MMA fighters and, and, and uh, MMA fighter pay, fighter pay mm-hmm. overall. Um, I'm somebody who, so as an amateur fighter, I don't believe in amateur fighting. And even though I'm technically an amateur fighter, I am actually a professional fighter because I'm paid to fight. Whether they call it amateur or not, um, there's loopholes around everything. And I don't feel like amateur fighting should be a thing. I don't feel like it makes any sense to anybody other than the promotion. I understand that fighters need to get their, um, you know, their, their licks in, but I feel like you can do that in sparring in the gym and in smokers and stuff like that. Not in amateur fighting where people are paying tickets to watch you take brain damage for absolutely free. That makes zero sense to me. I'll never fight for free. I never have. And I never will. And every time I do fight, my money's going to go up. And I hope everybody else's does the same. So, yeah, I'm been big support of Jake Paul and what he's doing for fighter pay. What's your goal with your uh, fighting career? You know, realistically, man, um, I don't know. I'm 31 years old, but I seem to be aging like Benjamin Button. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I I, I lost, uh, I went from 465 pounds and I guess I'll give the secret away now. I'm around 315 and, um, uh, my last fight I weighed in at 338. So I'm just, I'm dissolving into a new me. That's why I just rebranded myself, uh, from trap, the Don Gambino, the trap daddy Gambino. Cause I just feel like it, I'm, I'm becoming the new me, a new personality, uh, a new fighter. And I don't know how far this is going to go, but I have a feeling it's going to go pretty damn far, man. And uh, when it comes to reality shows, there's a there's a couple shows that's coming up that I can't talk about that I wish I could. But let's just say that this is going to take this a lot, a lot further, man. The UFC needs super heavyweights. And uh, they also said they would never have women in the ufc they need somebody with personality they don't have enough fighters blah 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 i got the personality i got the skill i want to convince dana white to open up a ufc super heavyweight division one day that's my goal i think that'd be awesome and it is needed because you see these guys that are cutting weight to make heavyweight yes yes like the like the barnett uh, my boy barnett uh you know, a, a lot of people, man, I mean, even, you know, most of the heavyweights out there are cutting weight to, to get to 265 nowadays. Francis, I mean, who knows what he would be like coming at 300 pounds. Uh, scary. It, it's crazy out there, man. <laughs> but scary is what it would be. Yeah, 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 super heavyweight. Everybody wants to – it started out with the first fight in the UFC had a super heavyweight. Everybody wants to see monsters collide, and uh, that's what I want to bring back. Yeah, and that's why you look. We were talking pro wrestling before. That's what people want to see. It's just larger in life. These guys are six foot eight, you know, seven foot yes. tall at times, and they weigh their build yeah. is three hundred something. And pounds. I know, I know, I'm a small, super heavyweight, but you know what? Uh, 
you got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can pass the torch on, you know, to other guys down the line. Okay. We, we were talking about, you know, the Paul brothers. And I think one of the best things that they have done is market themselves. You know, the, the Conor mm-hmm. McGregor playbook, he kind of took the UFC and MMA to the, the next level. You know, how important is that to you to market yourself? And what's the best way for, for people listening to do that if they're trying to do that in their career? Who marketing yourself is the most important thing to do right now. So, for example, my first amateur MMA fight, I headlined a card and I was the highest paid fighter on a card. And I'm pretty sure there was professionals on that card. And um, I was the most paid guy out of a lot of professionals out of a lot of cards. And that's all because... I did a lot of work on my self-promotion and self-marketing and you could go a couple ways, man. Unfortunately, the easiest way is to just talk shit, to just talk trash to people. I'm sorry. And, um, but talking trash is going to get you hated. It's going to get clicks. It's going to get clicks a lot, but it's going to get you hated, man. So if you want to be respectful, you know, climb up the ranks, put in your work, put in those Instagram posts, but content, 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 no matter what you do, if you want to be hated, whether you want to be hated or you want to be loved, content is key. If you want to grow fast, be hated. Unfortunately, that's the way of the world. If you want to grow, period, just post content. Uh, me, I play on both. Uh, I like to, if, if I get haters, I'll go back at them and, you know, it'll, it'll make people, you know, mad at me sometimes. Sometimes I'll troll them a little bit and it'll get the cloud up. And sometimes I'll lay back and, and show people the real side of me and show them that I'm not really this egotistical maniac that I come across that, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do for those clicks. And uh, yeah, man, self-promotion is everything. Don't expect uh, the promoter to promote for you, no matter how big you are. He's not going to do it. You got to do it. You got to sell those tickets. And uh, every time you see these big influencers, these big YouTubers, these Jake Pauls, these, these Logan Pauls, you think you might think they have a big team behind them, which now, yeah, they do the millionaires, but how they got there is they just woke up and they just did that stuff all on their own and they did it all by themselves. They knew that if they did it, that they needed it right. They needed to do it by themselves. And that's what I'm doing right now. I don't have any management, nothing like that. So everything that you see is all by me. And if you want to start, I suggest you do it yourself too. So that would be my, that would be my suggestion. I think the other thing that they did well is get a whole bunch of people who aren't interested in combat sports or buying a pay-per-view and they they got them to do it and to watch and to click yes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely right like uh, the, yeah their fan base is is so all over the place and now mine is too after the tv shows and you know so like and, and it's going to be a little bit more all over the place a little later so yeah i'm hoping to funnel all those into uh, my fight and music career because fighting and music is what I want to do. And after that, it's going to be real estate. And after that, who knows? Yeah. If the TV side takes off more and you have to put that on the, the back burner, like fighting, would you? You know, it depends on what, what pays more, but at the end of the day, fighting is the main goal. Like I, people don't, it seems like people don't care what I do unless I fight. And that's like, <laughs> that's the biggest, it's the biggest sport in the world right now. Everybody loves fighting. And that's what I came here for, man. That's what I'm on here for. So, yeah, fighting is my ultimate goal, no matter how long it takes. 
Uh, even though I'm 31, I feel like I'm 21 and I'm, I'm definitely not in no rush, but I, I do want to fight uh, in like late March. Okay. Next. So, so late March, uh, is that going to be in Ohio or, or can you say where that would be? Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be in Florida. I can say that. And it's not going to be MMA. And I can say that. <laughs> okay. So what, what other kind of martial arts have you, have you trained or is it been, you know, what, um, yeah. You know, I trained a little bit of everything because of MMA, but, uh, mostly, mostly just boxing, uh, kickboxing and jujitsu. You know, I don't, I don't really do a lot of wrestling. I need to up my wrestling. I probably should. Uh, I've had a couple of grappling competitions, neither went so well um you know i had a couple boxing smokers those did go pretty well for me and my mma fight you know it, it's split so uh my next fight is going to be in boxing okay and uh that's what i'm training right now is that what you're focusing on i guess in your mma stuff like you're focusing on the strike you're a striker oh yeah Oh, yeah. I want to put somebody down, man. I'm not really a jujitsu guy. You're not going to see me going there and shooting double A's. You're not going to see me going in there and, uh, you know, grabbing somebody. If I'm grabbing somebody, it's going to be to punch them in the face. I'm I'm definitely a puncher kicker type of guy. I want to put on a show for everybody. So uh, that's why I go for the knockout every time I'm in there, man. In the last fight, I told everybody I was going to do that. And uh, they didn't listen to me. I showed them the hard way. Do you like Florida whenever you get to go and uh, hang out there? Do you ever have time to do anything else besides fight and train? Uh, I do, man. I love Florida. Um, the people are really friendly down there. And um, right above Florida, Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Atlanta is like, I don't know, man. Like being a white guy in Atlanta, I just feel like I'm exotic or something. You know, like all the <laughs> girls are looking at me. And <laughs> so I love Atlanta, man. But uh, Florida Florida's cool too, but... It's hard to even talk about Florida when Atlanta's so so close. <laughs> yeah, you, you think about the fight. It's like, hey, I, I I'm excited to fight and all, but I'm really excited to just go hang out in Atlanta, have a good time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, even though I was I fought in Fort Lauderdale, I really didn't get to check out Miami that much. So the next time I go down there, I really want to check out Miami because I heard it's really it's crazy down there. So yeah, being from Vegas, I need something that's gonna get me up and i think miami might do that <laughs> yeah everywhere else it's like yeah I've, I've seen that but big and better in vegas you know yeah yeah vegas is cool i've, I've only been one time but i, I mean you got to mm -hmm. go try and have, have fun there yeah it's uh it's different living there than it is um than it is visiting there i try to get my sister i'm trying to talk my family into moving over there but they're all like, oh, no, we got kids and all that. I, I'm telling them, like, it's perfect for the kids. Like, in the area I live in, is uh, it's called Summerlin, which is like a, like a ritzy part of town. But it's like 20 minutes away from actual Las Vegas. So you're like, mm -hmm. you're still in Vegas, but you're not like in the limelight and all that stuff. So you still get the Vegas life with the, uh, you know, the family, the family livelihood. <laughs> yeah. You know, after your fighting career is all said and done, are you still going to stay connected to the MMA community or I guess like, you know, 20, 30 years down from now, uh, from now, what yeah, do you want to be doing? I would like to, I would love to be in like commentating or I would never want to be a referee. That is the hardest, worst job ever, but I would love to be like a judge or a commentator. I was a judge for a pro wrestling, uh, you know, show, but I don't know if that counts, but, um, yeah, I have experience in judging somewhat, but I, I'd love to be an MMA judge or, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, even just corner man or coach or something like that, or even open up my, my own gym one day and uh, employ, you know, jujitsu coaches, boxing coaches and stuff like that. And just have it under my brand. That, w- that would be nice. What are some things that you've wanted to accomplish uh, and you haven't had the chance to yet, whether that's in fighting or not? Um, get a knockout. I was so close in my last fight. I was so close in my last fight. If I would have just, man, if the bell would have just been like five seconds more, he would have been done. And, uh, but you know, it, it happens. It was my first fight, my first chance. And I, I missed that chance, but I, I really want to knock somebody out, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just craving that so, so bad. And, uh, other than that, I just, um, you know, find a, a stability and in a promotion. Like I, I fought for rise fighting championships before, which, which is fine. They're the, you know, shout out to them. They, they treated me good, mm-hmm. you know, flew me first class, all that good stuff, put me up in a nice hotel and I got paid well, not by rise, but you know, I got paid well. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I, I want a promotion that believes in me and it's going to stick to me and that's going to promote me. Uh, the way I promote them. So that's what I'm looking for right now. I'm kind of looking to to work with a promoter. And I feel like we have something special here. And a lot of promoters want to just, you know, feed me the guys that are like five and one and, you know, four and eight and all that. I'm trying to fight somebody who's like zero and zero or zero and one like I am or one and one or, you know, somewhere close to that. And, uh, you know, it, it just just go with what we got going right now because uh, I feel like it's something special. You know, for you, what does success look like? You know, five, two, next year, next fight. Like, what does that look like for you? Uh, like in MMA or in life in general? I think life in general. Um, life in general, I would just say being sustainable with the family that I have right now in a big, nice house with a couple cars you know, and uh, being comfortable and having bills paid and not worrying about bills next month, honestly, and, and giving my kids everything they ask for. Hey, daddy, uh, can I can I have this little car? You know, I'm, I'm buying, buying this little go-kart, you know, uh, just keeping my kids and my family happy. Providing for my family makes me the happiest in the world. So if I could provide anything my family wants, that that would me that would make me happy that would be the ultimate goal for me for sure and i guess is that your family that inspires you to get up and, and keep doing this oh yeah yeah 100 it used to be the haters uh it used to be people online telling me that i'm fat and i can't do that and all that and, you know i lost weight and i'm still losing weight and i went out there and i've done that so when somebody says that stuff to me it doesn't bother me at all man uh, what bothers me is I'm not rich for my family yet. And that's my ultimate goal. I'm trying to get rich. I'm going to get rich for my family. So mm-hmm. that's the goal. You mentioned, you know, losing weight and doing that through through training and, and fighting. Uh, do you plan to lose more weight? Yes. Yes. I'm 315 right now. I want to get down, you know, as, as low as I can go. Uh, is We'll see. We'll see what what my limit is. I don't know if it, you know, I might get the heavyweight. You never know. I'm, I'm not that big of a guy, uh, but I am built like a gorilla. So I'm <laughs> already starting to get pretty solid at 315. We'll see where it goes, man. But I, I still think I got a lot to lose. You know, your, your wife, she has fought, you know, in the past and have your kids shown any interest in, 
in competing or anything? Um, so I, I've trained, I've trained them, you know, since they were kids and, you know, I show them how to strike and, and stuff like that. And I got two girls and one boy. So I'm pretty sure the boy is going to fight, uh, the two girls. I don't know. I'm going to let them do what they want to do, but I think the one wants to be like a YouTuber or something like that. Uh, right now for the most part, she wants to be like a lion. So I'm going to just let her go with that. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah, if you're going to pick an I animal. Yeah. They're going to dabble in it eventually. I'm going to have them compete or at least train jujitsu to, you know, to, to defend themselves for sure. Oh yeah. That's, that would be very, very big just to be able to, to handle yourself in a situation. Yeah. yeah. I took the six year old to a, um, a cop. We did a capoeira class together and I never did capoeira in my life. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm sitting there trying to be tough in front of my six year old. <laughs> yeah. I think we just lost you. You froze up. So right now it's one thirty-two. If you are, watching i'm like daddy does this every day you know it's yeah no joke you froze up for you froze up for a little bit but then you came back so that's the that's like the dancing it's like from brazil right it's like the dancing martial arts <laughs> yes yes absolutely it is it is brutal man it is uh like yoga but with strikes and you gotta <laughs> kick over each other and you gotta stay in poses that like big guys like me are not meant to be in and it, it was tough. It was one of the toughest training sessions ever. And I did it with my daughter. She loved it, man. <laughs> awesome. Okay. If somebody wants to follow you on, on social media or they want to keep up with what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you can follow me at my social media on Instagram at Trap Daddy MMA. Trap Daddy MMA. It's just like that. T-R-A-P-D-A-D-D-Y-M-M-A. Um, there's a lot of fake profiles out there. So make sure you get the one with like, I think 16 or 17,000 followers. Um, and I'll follow you back too. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share you want to talk about? Uh, no, man, that's, I think we covered a lot, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on though. I think it's pretty cool. And, um, I hope they can see this Ohio shirt. I was trying to rep a little bit. I know the guys on the, the radio can't see it, Yeah. but I am wearing an Ohio shirt with all the teams on it. So, uh, shout out to Ohio. I'm in Ohio and, uh, shout out to you for having me on, man. I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, thank you for your fans for listening to me. Hey, I appreciate you making time today. Thank you so much. No problem, brother.